I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Hayes, superstar, superhuman. Collie Bodulay, the speed of a bullet. He hits it. As you know, over the weekend, I had my Supercoach draft with my mates. We went down the South Coast. It was a cracking uh, cracking trip away. Um, you know, we obviously did our draft challenges, which then led to the positions where we would be drafting. And our draft, it sort of went a little bit late. We were meant to kick off at 4 o'clock. I think we kicked off at 6, 6.30. It was just ridiculous the afternoon. Um, so, I meant that our draft went a long way. And what we do is we have our draft, which went for... Three, three and a half hours, something ridiculous. Uh, obviously, a 14-man comp takes a lot of time. Uh, to avoid any glitches, we did unlimited time. We sort of tried to hustle each other along a little bit, but it did take a good whack of time there. Uh, we obviously play, you pick one hooker, two front rowers, three second row forwards, a halfback, a 5'8", four center wings, a fullback, then four reserves. So it's a 17-man squad. It is a really good whack. I'm seeing a lot of teams around nowadays that are like, you pick one halfback, one 5'8", one center wing, or maybe two center wings. We go all out. You pick your 17, uh, which is why it takes so long. And for me, it's the ultimate challenge, picking an entire 17 on draft day. It can be really difficult. Uh, so we, we go about it that way. So we finished our draft at probably oh, 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10. Uh, we all then had a feed. You know, all of a sudden it's 10, 30, 11. And then we did our roast, which is where we all sit in front of our teams. We, we got them on Big Butcher's paper and we just get hammered. We record it on video. So by this point, it's 12 o'clock. We've been drinking all day. We're in a bit of Barney rubble and... Then I got out the podcast gear and I started interviewing everyone. So there are a couple of guys here who are just loose as all hell. Um, you know, I was pretty cooked myself. So I'm not going to promise you the best content here. I'm sure it will be entertaining, but it's a good it's a good way to get into the live reactions of the guys and how they went about it. I go through each of their picks and talk about the mindset when they went through that. And you know what? With a bit of grog in all of this, everyone was probably a little bit more honest, which I really enjoyed. The first two we've got here, the first one is Steve. And he's actually, he, he writes for the Supercoach playbook sometimes. Uh, very knowledgeable with his Supercoach, but hasn't won a premiership yet in our comp, which I love to give him shit about. Uh, this year, in our challenges, he did really well. He ended up coming up with the first pick. So he's got James Tedesco in his team. He's very confident. 
this year could be his year. I'll let Steve tell you more about his side. Uh, on the other side of the park, we've got one of my best mates, Jeremy. Uh, now, Jem is... Um, he's become keener and keener on Supercoach a couple of years ago. Uh, it was just like he was asleep at the wheel at times, but now he is keen on it. Um, he's very, very engaged with it all, and he's another one. He hasn't won a premiership year. Very, very, very hungry to get one, and he got he got picked two overall. So he obviously went with Nathan Cleary. One and two went as per script in most comps. So interesting to have a chat to Jeremy now. To his credit, we had to walk up a set of stairs to do this podcast, and my God, I didn't think he was going to make it up the stairs, let alone get through the podcast. He was in all sorts. But in typical gem fashion, he managed to pull himself together. It's one of the better performances I've ever seen. And then as soon as we stopped recording, he went back to being an absolute tit. So he really pulled it together for you guys. Really interesting to hear all the different approaches that these guys took. I'm going to have a few more of these coming over the next few days so you can get inside the minds of some of the, our draft guys and see why they went with certain picks, where they made the mistakes, and how they recovered from those. Let's kick it off first of all with Steve. Our first pick, he had James Tedesco. Steve, mate, welcome back. You have previously come on the podcast before. It was a while ago, though. It's good to be back. Uh, Were you happy with your last performance? No, not really. <laughs> I'm looking for a big improve. I know you've got it in you. Were we at a funeral or what? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Mate, um, I've obviously spoken to a couple of former champions tonight. Uh, you haven't got a trophy yourself. Uh, definitely caliber of play that probably should have one. Is this the year or what? I'll, I'll take that. You never give me compliments. So I was lying, that. but run with it. Go. <laughs> Try to warm me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to be honest, Tedesco could get me there. Like, yeah, so this got to be the closest year I've ever been. So um, I'm pretty confident. So, yeah, I haven't got a, uh, a championship in this league, so it'd be good to get one. Mate, we obviously had our uh, our draft challenges to decide the order today. We were hitting golf balls around <laughs> on the beach. We were throwing tennis balls in a trophy. We were making paper airplanes. Uh, it's quite embarrassing out there in the public doing all that shit. <laughs> it was shit. a mess, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. You know, I remember the there was a few teenagers coming past laughing at us. That, that was a reality check. Uh, yeah. But, mate, you did come back at the end of the day with number one pick. You got to choose where you wanted to draft. I was number two, and... I think we we're both thinking down the same lines, weren't we? Yeah, I rose above the chaos and conquered the other 13 degenerates that we had. <laughs> there was a few tantrums. Um, yeah, it was tough. One or five, I was thinking. Like, we're obviously in a 14-man comp, so um, I thought getting fifth, you could get a chance at a good play on the way back. So, by the end of the day, Teddy kicking goals, is this a safe captain no matter what? And so, I was just like, oh, I'll just lock that in and also you know you get we're doing snake drafts so you get um two two shots at two bites of the cherry and um yeah so i just wanted that lock that in each round and get two bites of the cherry get two players and not worry about it mate with your two bites you went with two forwards you went with jake trevojevic you went with junior paulo were they was that the sort of caliber of play you were expecting is that higher lower tell me well, obviously getting Teddy, I got a spine player, so I was happy with that. So, And then I thought, I just need someone that's going to um, back that up with some solid, consistent scores. I um, mean, not that Teddy's not consistent, but um, I thought Gerbo can improve from last year. I thought Foran coming to the club can really help him um, rather than take that first man um, uh, distributor role that he has. And Junior Polo, I'm pretty excited to have. Um, I reached a little bit for him, but I just wanted him. I knew he wouldn't get back to me and... 
I think he could play extra minutes if Paramount run with a utility on the bench and uh, he's bloody exciting to watch. Round four, you picked up Brian Toto, uh, a guy that I'm a huge fan of. Obviously, it's rumoured that he's going to swap sides for the Penrith Panthers this year. You must be a fan of that. Yeah, I'm a big fan and a big fan of uh, Mansell leaving as well. So um, I thought he does a lot of work for the um, Panthers out there in end and he um, is going to have to pick up the slack for Mansell as well. So... Um, I typically take center wingers a bit later, but I was pretty excited to have him, and I don't think many people were uh, doubting his ability anyway. I think a lot of people were high on him. Mate, you're no stranger to a uh, Viking club. You're a proud Raider, <laughs> yeah. and round number five came, and I I was a little bit surprised by this one, if I'm honest with you, uh, but his ceiling is just so high. Obviously, the Dalian medalist from last year, Jackie White, and tell me about that pick. Yeah, I'm a Raiders fan. Get the clap going. I'm surprised you haven't got the clap going on your intro. I don't <laughs> know what's going on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jackie's going to let me down a few times. He's going to get 20s, but he's also going to score 80s and 90s every now and again. So, um, you know, draft is about fun as well, so it's good to get behind a player that you can really enjoy watching. Mate, another guy you can really enjoy to watch is, uh, of course, your halfback. You got him the next round, round six, Jamal Fogarty. Uh, he's been a revelation for the Titans, hasn't he? Yeah. Do you, were you surprised by that? Uh, I was. I, to be honest with you, I was looking at Fogarty and I was yeah. looking at Ash Taylor for so long, just yeah. honestly going, I've got no idea where to take these guys. Yeah. So I would never bag you for picking him six. Uh, honestly, they could have gone anywhere from round five to round nine. I yeah. don't think I would have been surprised. Yeah, I thought halfback was like pretty shallow this year. And um, a guy I think reached on Ash Taylor and I thought, oh, Fogarty should go before him. Just with him, like, you know, he's meant to be kicking the goals and Titans are on the ups. So... Um, he's still like you know he's still second year in the league so you never know what's going to happen like you know my halves are a bit of a risk this year but um, I think he could be exciting to watch as well Pick number seven, mate. Another guy with a little bit of mystery around him this season, Sean Lane. Uh, we're hearing he's going to play on the right side. We're hearing Brown's going to the right side as well. It's all it's all a bit all over the place. Where do you sit with Sean Lane? He's one of those players that I always wonder if he's going to lose his spot. Like he's he's or lose minutes. Like I'm always surprised he's always getting eighty minutes for for Eels, and um and then every time I w- I wonder he like produces a weird play and just scores or he puts Sevo over or something like that. Um, he was just sitting there for too long and I didn't expect to have him but you know drafts about value and he was there for long enough to be value for me surely Andrew Davey leaving the club that helps his cause for you though yeah that's true but they got that um, Isaiah Papali or whatever I think they're going to play him in the middle but you never know what they're thinking and um, you know Davey did do a good job for them when Lane wasn't there so they might be able to plug someone else in there mate the next one I was a bit iffy on uh, but it all depends what happens with Canterbury I mean with Trent Barrett there, with new halves there, it could be a completely new side. But you went with Will Hopawade. Uh, obviously, you know, for, for me, Will Hopawade, if he's playing fullback, I love him. If he's playing centre, I'm a little bit scared. Uh, off him, obviously, they've had Corey Allen arrive. Do you see him playing centre? Do you see him playing fullback? How do you see it playing out? And how I many think, points will he score? I think he'll play right centre. Um, I think it's pretty uh, realistic. They brought Corey Allen there to play fullback. But... Um, you know, he he probably went a bit earlier than I thought um, that I would take him. And then he's just got some good base stats. And, uh, I, you know, I don't really love to watch Canterbury, but I think, you know, that like you, they're going to be on the up uh, with Trent Barrett there. Tell me about pick 10, Jordan Ricky. Uh Marista? Yeah, mate. Pretty love, Ricky. Don't you love him? I'm, uh, I do love him. I've sort of... 
Yeah, I, 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 I've heard mixed reviews, so yeah. I'm interested. I I actually thought he'd go earlier than ten. I thought yeah. with all the hype around, he'd go earlier than ten. I, I think yeah. you've you've hit the mark reasonably well here. Yeah. My guess is that he plays sixty minutes. I don't know if he's going to play a full eighty, and then, um, but essentially at his best, playing eighty minutes, he could be a, a top four player, a top round. Um, Fuck, you don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, he could Proceed. Be a, yeah. <laughs> he could be a great player. Um, he could be, you know, he's meant to be there to take over David Fafita and he could actually live up to that in Supercoach world. So did you go away from him because of the rumours? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I've heard some things I wasn't overly stoked Off with. Off the field or? No, no, just, I've just heard he hasn't been as impressive yeah. this preseason. But, I mean, what you hear out of the Broncos and yeah. what's going on, God yeah. knows. Um Mate, one guy I want to ask about, pick 12, Dylan Walker. Uh, obviously, he's been playing 5-8 the last couple of years. Uh, Kieran Foran's walked in the building. I'd imagine that would push Walker permanently to centre. How do you see this one playing out? He's one of those players that um, he performed really well in Supercoach when he was playing at centre. So it's been a few years since he's done that. Um, and if he does play at centre outside Foran, um, I see him potentially getting back to that, you know, the off-the-field issues and the injury um, are a bit of a worry, but you know that late in the value, late in the round, um, I was uh, keen to take someone like him. Would you? What did you think of that one yourself? Uh, I, I yeah, I don't mind it. I, I think it's going to be interesting. I obviously had him on the podcast earlier this year, and yeah, mate, when I asked him about playing five eight or center, he he was just so convinced he was a five eight. So, I mean, obviously he won a premiership there. I mean, there was probably six months there where I think he was the best center in the game in twenty fourteen. So. Interesting to he's watch. Had a few inconsistent years, hasn't oh, he? Oh, for yeah, sure. He's yeah. been up and down. There's been off-field drama. There's yeah. been absolutely everything. He's had a lot going on in his life. Uh, I, the only thing I worry about is that if he wants to be a six, and I mean now he's probably their fourth choice five yeah, eight. They've got the what Schuster. Yeah, I mean before through, he got yeah. injured last year, I, I thought he was playing great at yeah. six. So I don't know. It, it worries me that he might have the shits there, but. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't mind the pick of Dylan Walker. I'm just having a look through the rest of your side. Obviously, pick 14, you already mentioned you're a Canberra Raiders fan. CHN uh, got himself into a bit of Barney Rubble a couple of weeks ago. I think Hudson Young will start on the right edge. But CHN, I think he's one injury away from being super relevant. This could be a big value play if the dominoes fall for you. Yeah, I think you've nailed it on the head. It's essentially a value pay play. Like you said, he got himself into a... Barney Rubble, but, you know, Whitehead or Young goes down. He could be in there playing 80 minutes, and um, we all remember what he's capable of. So, yeah. Mate, you drafted two hookers. Round 11, you went for Jake Turpin out of the Brisbane Broncos. Round 15, you went for Wade Egan. Um, The Egan one, a little bit confused by, if I'm honest with you. Tell me how that one played out. You know, even the the best super coach players have a bit of a panic moment. So, <laughs> um, Turpin was a panic moment for me. I didn't think, uh, you know, eleventh. Uh, there was just not much there, and I thought, you know, there's a chance Turpin might play eighty. Um, but to be honest, I'm not super keen on him. But then I was just like reaching for something else to try and cover him, and Egan was my next pick. And even if he does play eighty, like you said, he might not be the the best super coach prospect, but. Um, I bought into the hype. I bought into the Nathan Brown hype. I was like, all right, a hooker coach, coaching a hooker. He had the Penrith. He came from the Penrith Panthers with a bit of hype. So um, I've just gone. All right, I'll give him a bit of a run and see how he goes. Mate, the other player I want to ask you about is your other front rower. You went Junior Paulo round three, pick thirteen. You went Francis Molo, uh, and 
from looking on our waiver wire without going into too much detail, there are there are a lot of front rowers yeah. there. So I imagine this one, if it doesn't work out, you'll get rid of him. Molo's a guy that I actually really like him as yeah. a footballer. I think he's got a lot to offer, but there are a lot of mouths to feed up there, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. Like I, you've hit the nail on the head again. For I wonder why we're friends. Um, uh, Don't go that far. <laughs> Like you said, he's got so much potential and you, you think, you know, he's been there, what, four or five years under Paul Green and just hoping that the new coach will see the potential he can offer. Like, he, he's an attacking player, so he's not essentially just the base stats front rower that you can get off the waiver wire. Waiver wire. So if he does unleash that attacking um, talent, you know, and the coach lets him play like that, he could be anything. Mate, obviously this morning there was a lot of pressure on you. You had your pick <laughs> to choose where you wanted to draft. Uh I don't think picking James Tedesco is ever going to be a mistake. But now that you're looking at your side compared to some of the other sides, uh, was having Teddy and two on the trot worth the big gap that you had to wait? Where, where, where like, where, where are you sitting with that now? If you had your time over again, would you would you go with that or would you change it a little bit? No, I think I would stick with it. Um, it was like you said, a toss up between one and five. But Teddy could just get you to finals no matter what and he could win you a championship like uh, if, if you have a team around he's going to get rested you got to expect that if you have Teddy he's going to get rested with the Roosters system if you have a team around that can support when he gets rested and just hope he plays your grand final and he can win you a championship now mate for my listeners uh, obviously you do help out with the Supercoach playbook here and there yeah. where can they find you on Twitter uh, um, Supercoach Steve I ran with like Scuba Steve Scuba Steve I've been called that in the past so you should see my hat look on that uh, they, they can see that on Twitter and um, I'll do a weekly um, post um, pretty busy in my life this year but always time for Supercoach is this the year this is, is the this year. the year uh, I've copped a lot of crap from the guru and uh, this has got to be the year because I can't keep it up anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's getting tiring for me too it's don't worry tiring. I'll tell you what you got those rings out there and I don't think I've ever been jealous of anything more in my life like, yeah. shout out to Supercoach Champions sending us our rings they're sponsoring the Instagram this year so if you need your rings or if you like Stevie and you want to pretend you have one make sure you jump online and grab one I'm getting married next year and I'm pretty sure I don't want that ring more <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll delete that bit for Tasha being serious <laughs> yeah, true. living in the dog house mate good luck this year fingers crossed you are well I, I really hope you don't but for your sake fingers crossed you bring it home yeah if you knock me out again i'm pretty sure we're not gonna be friends <laughs> ever again <laughs> and send me with a good time i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today One of my best mates on now, Jeremy. Uh, obviously, mate, you haven't got yourself a premiership yet. The uh, chase continues, still, still doesn't chasing, it? Still chasing, still chasing that dream. How do you feel after drafting tonight? Could this be the year? You know, I like to think that every year, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm optimistic. Now, mate, we had our, we had our draft uh, challenges earlier in the day. Uh, you did pretty well for yourself. You ended up getting pick number two overall. I Was did. that a no-brainer? I did. I think so. I think it kind of took the decision out of my hands think anyone in that position would have taken it and you know 
It, it let me think about other positions, really. Halfback's pretty scarce, so... So, obviously, Jeremy took Nathan Cleary, number two overall. Let me ask you, if you could have drafted anywhere you wanted, would you have taken Cleary? Mm, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think I would have taken Teddy first, but I, I don't know. You, you're kind of splitting hairs with those two. Again, it's an easy pick because the responsibility doesn't lie on me. It, it, it lands on other people after that. Anyone in that position would have taken Cleary, so... Mate, one guy I want to ask about. Pick number two, Payne Haas. Uh, a guy that he was a round one pick last year. Uh, his his minutes are a bit of a worry this yes. year. I'd probably say the game's moved away from uh, front rowers, guys like this, probably towards your high ceiling guys. Obviously, you did have uh, Nathan Cleary. How did you feel about Payne Haas, second pick? I felt pick? good. I feel like that uh, assumption is going to be made clear this year. If it is going to go that way, it's going to go that way. If not, I've got a good front row forward there pretty late in the second round so I think it was worth the risk mate your next two picks I found interesting obviously you had Tino um, Tino leaving the Melbourne Storm always a bit of a worry uh, looks like he's going to be the main guy in this pack up at the Titans how do you feel about uh, Tino does really, he improve does he go back what do you reckon I hope he improves and if, even if he stayed steady I'd be happy with that um, the Titans are an up and coming club they're sort of hit, starting to hit their straps a little bit and I feel like he was a signing that was made to do that. They want him to perform, and I feel like if he can reach that level, that's a good pick. Pick number four, you went Reed Marnie. Uh, was he the hooker you wanted from the start, or was no, there just a bit of a rush he there? It was a rush there. It was 100% a rush. I just saw his base stats, and hookers, that sort of position where base stats are everything. There's only one or two guys that can give you any points, creative, evading, or any of that bullshit. So get a base stats at hooker, I'm happy. I thought pick six, seven, and eight were really interesting. Pick six, you went Vitala Mariner. Uh, are we worried about him starting? I'm a little bit nervous about Incredibly. him. Incredibly. Anyone in the Bulldogs back row, I'm sh- I, I'm so nervous about it. It's every year, and it worries the hell out of me. But second row four is a pretty interchangeable, I feel like. And I don't know, maybe there'll be a waiver. There'll be gun waivers in the second row forward. you just got to be there to pick them up. So... Somewhere where there won't be gun waivers, fullback. You've gone with Corey Allen. Corey Allen Obviously leaving South Sydney when they were red hot last yeah. year, arriving at Canterbury. What was the thought process there? I, there weren't many fullbacks left, and I needed one. So, again, I feel like the Bulldogs, it's a big question mark, and especially at those key positions. So, you know, I, it could be good. It could be really bad, but, yeah, we'll see. I think possibly your best value play was pick number eight, Christian Welsh. Uh, if this goes the way I'm expecting it to, I think Welsh could be a captain option for you every week. You must be happy with that one. Happy. Um, I didn't even know he was on the radar until I've listened to a few podcasts. I don't know why they call him the right white Better be this rhino, one. But, oh, you better believe it. But, yeah, I'm, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Welchy. Now, pick eight was fantastic. Pick nine. Uh, I would have hey, probably left this hey, one on the board. But on, tell us on. about the MILF. The MILF, the MILF hunter. Uh, I feel like a lot of people, are, <laughs> at least if you pick MILF, you're holding out hope that we see a bit of a resurgence. And I'm in that camp at the moment. I know this year, look, I mean, fuck, they can't do worse than last year. It's a 5'8". I don't know. Oh, I mean, you did get him pick nine. He's a guy that's gone pick round one, two, three the last few years. So yes. there is value there. But, fuck, it still looks like a headache to me. You're, uh, you're center wings. Now, this is where... It's going to be very interesting. Uh, you drafted Nofaluma round five. Mm. Uh, not a guy I would have gone after, but round five, I think you know that's about where he should have gone. Uh, round 10, Isan Masters, a guy that 
should be a gun in the center wings, just a matter of whether he plays or not. That'll be a big deciding factor for you, I imagine. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, we saw what he did at the Tigers that one year, and I feel like he's a draft pick that's whose entire weight is based off that one year at the Tigers. Um, if he can recreate, recreate just a glimpse of that, it's a good pick at that value. And center wings, you know, they're pretty interchangeable, so maybe someone else will be thinking along the same lines and I can trade bait. Mate, your last four picks were all center wings. And for me, I think pick 16 and 17, sorry, I think pick 15 and 16, Patrick Herbert and Tessie New were potentially better than your 13 and 14, yeah, Shibasaki and Tavita Funa. Could be. You know what? I don't know what happened there, but if that's the case, I can swap them out. Uh, no, I got a bit center wing happy. I don't know what to tell you. I feel but, like there was a lot of depth there and fuck, who knows? Who knows? I, I think Tessie New is going to be an absolute cracker for you, to be honest with you. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, we saw what he did when Asako was out. So, you know, I don't wish bad on anyone, but hopefully Asako loses that spot and you can step up and be the player that I want him to, want him to be. <laughs> mate, yourself and your brother, you've certainly had a few trips to the fridge tonight. So Definitely. I'm, I'm impressed you, made, you both managed to get through it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. This is uh, easier than you make it look. Thank you. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.